generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in. You are listening to the exact answers you're going to need to thrive during this recession and take the bull by the horns and earn the opportunities to make lots of money. Yeah. I mean, it's there in the song, mate. Let's what make lots tune. of money. What a bloody tune <laughs> this is. I just want to say, someone sent it to me on Instagram. Um, I think it says... I, can't, I don't know. I've got the brains. You've got the looks. Let's, look, let's make heaps of money. Is this song about... That Andrew Tate bloke who's got the brains and then he used, uh, or it could be about pimps running uh, prostitutes or S- even people with strippers. Shit, you've gone to a weird place. I have, haven't I? <laughs> I know that where this is from. Um, Taylor, my lovely partner, watched a, watched a movie called Tetris. Oh, I love playing that game. Yeah, well, this is the true story of how it came to be and the licensing story. And it was actually a Russian guy in the Soviet Union and the communism wouldn't let it out of the country. So there's like these capitalists flying over to Russia trying to get it. There's bloody all sorts going down, mate. But at the end oh. of the movie, it played. Oh. Yeah, so that's where I got it from. Tetris, man, that is a throwback. I forgot about that game. You should. You, I actually do recommend people should watch it. I can't remember what platform it's on, but it's uh, a, it's a I'm cool I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to go back and start playing Tetris again. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> See what level I can get up to. Um, so opportunity, eh? Yeah, you came in here, you were fired up, and you said, mate, we're doing a podcast on opportunity. Yeah. Like the opportunity party? Is that what they're called? Because, Top. <laughs> because all we talk about in hard times and economic contractions is the bad bits, right? But, you know, we've, we people seem to forget that people get super rich during these times or lay the foundations to do so. Mm. Um. And I think it's really important to remember and look at it as an opportunity. And I I just think, you know, like I've got a few things that I'm ready to do. And after studying and learning from the past ones, you know, like if you bought a house in 2008, uh, you didn't break even until like 2015 or 14 or something. But if you bought one in 2009, you were 50% up in that same time. So, like, being able to time stuff, although it's really, really hard to do, normally the time that it feels like it's the worst decision ever to make is the right time to do it. And I I just think that we're going to see, you know, you were showing me just before we got on here a massive 
company liquidation and they're selling off all their equipment, which mm. is going to be a lot cheaper than buying it from from brand new or even off you know secondhand dealers or whatever. It's all gone to auction, all within the same room at the same time, same day. It's like that's but, like that's like okay, we're going to sell half of the Auckland property market today. Yeah, in how one do you reckon room, that would go? Yeah, it kicks off at three pm. Come along, yeah. <laughs> see how you go. And most people like most people would be like, oh, I can't, oh hang on, I haven't got pre approval. Now slow down, you can't do that. <laughs> But exactly. if you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're if, ready. If you're waiting for the opportunity. Ah, oh, makes sense now. Yeah, see what I mean? Let's have a big fucking auction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? Let's list, list the North Shore, eh? <laughs> oh, North Shore, you're first. <laughs> wow. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's important to recognise that uh, it's kind of like one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's pain is another man's gain, right? It's it, it, You're going to be buying off buying or doing something in terms of a return on something that is going to be probably ruining someone's life. <laughs> um, so if you go down that road, you have to recognise that it's probably not a nice thing to be a part of, I reckon. I don't mm. like it. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't like the idea of talking to someone and be like, fuck man, I lost everything in this thing, I just want the cash to get out. And then I'm like... Chop another fifty grand off it, mate, and I'm in. Yeah, you know, I like see. that sounds fucking horrible to me. Mm. I wouldn't like that done to me, so that's why I don't like it. Um, but I also think that just in terms of assets and houses and cars, like me, me personally, because I'm a car person, I watch the car market a little bit, and I've noticed prices coming back, and I know why, because the car prices were so inflated because they were full of debt. You know, the, the cars weren't selling it. for that price because people had that money in their bank account in 2021 because they didn't have it in 2020. So where did it come from? You can't make that in a year. So now that they're coming back to reality, they're coming back. And then someone somewhere I know will not be able to afford the payment or they've something pops up in their life and they need the money and I'll be the one ready to buy it. And it's a special car and I've wanted it for a long time. I know exactly what I want, what colour, everything. I'm just waiting for it to pop up. Is it a Lamborghini Hurricane? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry, this is, different, this is a different story. <laughs> so that will happen, but you have to be so patient and you have to have your own guidelines. Um, but in ter- that's in terms of like assets and things. I also think there's opportunities. There's never a better opportunity to build the base than in a, sh- a shitty time than to build your team around you and and start the process of building your your future. Okay, which before can, we get into that, yeah. you just we just skimmed over basically a massive lesson. So, Because I think for a lot of people, they'll be going, but where's my opportunity? What is my opportunity? Mm. So you've identified that you know an area that you're really smart about, right? Yep. Cars and stuff. So then you've got an ability to spend time on it and you can you can see the opportunity. And 100%. Then, and then also you've got an ability, you're going... Well, I've got myself in this position to be able to take advantage of it or step into this opportunity, but also you've got the patience and you're saying you'll know when the time is right. Yeah. How, how will you know when the time is right? Because it'll be too big, too good to be true. Gotcha. Yeah. And then would our gut, because when it's usually too good to be true, we probably then think, fuck, it probably is. Yeah. But, but, it, but it's because it's happening in a time where basically it's, you, you know that actually it's probably too good to be true because that's compared to yeah. three years ago when anybody could I'm, have... I'm going to give some people the tip. When there are banks collapsing and construction companies going under and all of the stuff, and then the house prices are dropping and you think, holy fuck, this is it. 
humans to, to believe that this is the end of you know society or anything so bad that you think it can't recover is to believe that human greed will no longer exist. Chances. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Yeah. So there will be a bottom in the market at some point. And, you know, I don't care about timing it perfectly. I think going back to that sort of, there's a lesson there and you don't need to know exactly when the bottom is. Mm. The right opportunity will pop up. Because buying the bottom of a car market, I'm buying a car. You know, the bottom of the car market might say this car is 30 grand. But if it's a really, really good one, I might be prepared to pay 35. But the person might be in a such a fucked up scenario and he's 25 grand by five o'clock today. So you never know. Like there's a yeah. there's all these little variations. I'm just talking about a general yeah. picture of it. But I guess what I would try to point out is that everybody will be able to identify an area in their life where they can find an opportunity. 100%. And it might not be trying to flip a car. No. Because that's, that's what's going to work for you. Yeah. yeah. It could be... Shit, I'm the only person willing to do overtime. I'm mm-hmm. the only person willing to do the Saturday work. Oh, I've noticed that the more of these we sell, the more my company makes. I wonder if I could try and sell a couple of them too, and I don't even really work in sales, and I could wonder if I could ask for a commission. Yeah. You're going to have to identify individually where is your opportunity, what is your opportunity. Yeah, I've written down in my notes here for this. I said you need to have guidelines for yourself and stick to them. Normally, it's writing down your strengths and weaknesses, then deleting everything apart from your top two strengths. Focus only on one or two, and make those your niche things. So those are, because that is where you want, you want your opportunity to pop up in the category that you are strongest in. So if you're, you know, I don't know, what, it, what, would, what would be your strengths? What would one of your top strengths be in your strengths test? Uh... Winning people over, yeah, including people, being strategic, yeah. So there you go. So you're, and you're maximizing opportunities. So you might have an opportunity pop up where you bring people together, and you are the critical part of the transaction. Mm-hmm. Doing and it right now. Yeah. Well, there I've you got go. Got an event coming up in June. I don't necessarily need to or want to, and yep. also it falls at a time where I'm very busy. Part of me is like Luke. Do you really need to do that and throw that into the mix of all the other shit you're going on? And then a part of me is like, yeah, dickhead, yeah. because we're going to be heading into a recession and there's a fucking home run sitting in front of you. Yeah. So swing the bat, baby. Yeah, 100%. And I think like, if it gets hard, hard, then you know that you've got, after that, you've done that one, then you've managed a transaction or something similar before, you can go and hunt those opportunities out and you'll find them. They'll mm. be there. Yep. Um, I think just to add in there too, it's very easy to go, do I not need like do I really need to do that, et cetera, et cetera? I've been able to learn what sort of energy I can go to. And I've been in times where I've had just absolute chaos of shit to deal with. And a little bit of me lights up and goes, Brilliant. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I know a lot of people would go, Fuck, get me out of here. I do that first. Yeah. I'm what, like which way do you go? You go like I, get me out of here? I'm first. Yeah. At first I'm like Oh my god! This is it's time. This is a crisis. Yeah, okay. and then I'm like, deep breath, one bit at a time. Let's roll, baby. Yeah, and there is the most empowering feeling to get through a whole heap of stuff, and then then look back at it and go, "Wow, look yeah. how much I actually got through." And it makes you realize that you you are capable of so much, and and actually juggling so much shit. Because yeah. what happens is you realize 
that you're horrifically inefficient most of the time. You give someone a heap of shit to do, and bang. It's just like, you know, someone dies in your life. All of a sudden, you're fucking, you're organizing a funeral. You're figuring out, oh, how's uh, old mate going to get in from this country? Or what time? Or who's going to pick them up? And you just make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side, you're like, oh, I'm shattered. Well, of course. But you didn't go, sorry, guys. Uh, don't know if I'm going to have the energy for that. <laughs> Seems really fucking inconvenient. Could we just push that death off down a fucking month or two? That'd be handy. It's not how life works. Yeah. I saw someone I follow, I think it was Instagram, um, talking about how she sat down with her team and said, you guys aren't going to like this, but I'm going to, the stuff that we expect you to do in a day, we're going to cut it down to an hour. Just bear with us. It's only going to be one week, and then we'll tell you why we're doing it at the end of the week. And everyone got their shit done, man. Mean. You know? It's like, and then she sat down with him and was like, right, now we want you to do this on top of it, and we're going to let you have three hours instead of doubling the hour. And then you're all going to get pay rises next quarter. Yeah. So it's like, basically, yes, you are capable. You can do it. You this just is, actually have to fucking do it. <laughs> and this is where we need to do a pod on the four-day work week at some stage. Oh, my God. It makes me sick. Because people will be able to squeeze five days of work like of five they will. into four and go like, oh, my God, we should have been doing this ages ago. But where it won't work is that sickos that love working seven days will go, mean, now my competition just got easier because I've actually got the ability It'll to be do more. It'll be more division. Yeah, and then bang, the, the gap, gap widens. Wider, like, yeah. oh, fucking them, you know, it's bullshit. How'd they get that? <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. Oh, really? Yeah. We, what were you doing Friday to Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was whacking myself off at my house. Why should I have got work-life balance? You know, right Jeez. I am part-timers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so where's your opportunity? What is your opportunity? And then find that, yep. Yeah, I think going back to the, on the having your strengths, and I think... I do think it's really important to not deviate by, what do they call the shiny object syndrome? Mate, a very, very good example of this yeah. is you've just got an opportunity to speak in front of a number of people. Oh, exactly. There we go. And <laughs> we I thought of this out. without even saying it. And, uh, you know, do you think Mikey would be interested in presenting on um, property investment? And Mikey's like, oh, nah, man, I don't do property investment stuff. Yeah. Simple. Like, bang. Opportunity, nah. Whereas, like, oh, you know, hang on, I get to go and speak at a, you know. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. literally have an example that happened right now. Yeah, and your brain's so quick to be like, that's not an opportunity for me. And I think I, I heard that saying once and I didn't really get it until I got a bit further down my journey. And it was based, you know, and it is that not every opportunity is for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, I've got this event coming up in June and then we effectively soft launched it and instantly I've got a message, hey, can I get my business development manager to get in touch with you about an event here? I'm like, nah, sorry, we're only doing one. Mm. Not not going to do it. Yeah. Because I don't want to then. And it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, say to no. Get, to get to the point where like, I instantly answered you no on that question about doing a presentation to sounds like very reputable people. Um, it takes a lot of practice to get to that point, eh? And the thing is, you could go and do that, and you could do that presentation. You'd probably get work out of it, guaranteed. But you don't <laughs> guaranteed. But you don't <laughs> need to because it's not actually. No, but I won't like doing the work, and then what's the point of going to work? Bingo. Yeah. So you have to. It's hard, very hard to get to that stage, though. And I did have to do that stuff to figure out that I don't like that. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to eat the shit. You've got to go through the two or three years. I was of, a yes man, man. I said yes yeah. to everything, and it took me yeah. a long time to figure out that niches work as well, eh? Hey, I needed a mortgage. Uh, where are you? Oh, Stewart Island. Yeah, be right there. <laughs> be, yeah. be right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's only for a thirty thousand dollar top up. Oh, for fuck. 
I, t- I told the first year in mortgages that I did self-employed, I lived five minutes from the office and my car did 33,000 kilometers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I did fucking And he wrote, he wrote four loans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so outstanding. I, I think it is really important not to deviate, especially when it comes to opportunities that will pop up because you'll... Shiny. If you fuck up on a big commitment, it can cost you much more than it did to say no, which is about what we talk about, about protecting your downside, right? Mm. I, people contact me all the time about doing a subdivision in property development. And I'm like, cool. Do you know much about that? Oh, uh, my mate John did it once. Yeah. Or his dad did anyway, but no, yeah, yeah. John watched him. He grew up around it. It's it's the biggest shiny object in New Zealand. Like all these people that have had property more than 10 years have all got 1,000 metre sections or whatever they are, 800 metres, and they can be subdivided. You know, the unitary plan comes in and everyone thinks it's going to be a millionaire. Mm. But like no one goes broke more than people trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, but you just knock one down and build four. It's not even that hard, eh? <laughs> Everything goes sweet ass. Yeah. And you know... I f- a rich listed property developer said to me, Luke, you do not make profit when you sell. You make when you buy. Yeah. That one line, I'm like, mate, you just fucking completely blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> what? Say that again. So yeah, like, I got taught that really young, luckily. Yeah. Yeah, like, on hustling cars. Okie dokie. You lock your <laughs> profits in, Luke, when you buy. Yeah. Not when you sell. Oh, what? Which is the opportunity at the beginning, right? Yeah. And I think, like, if you're Luke, the accountant, with the Keep the Change podcast and BGP and all this other stuff that you're obviously very good at and had success, you're not going to, like, if someone comes up to you and goes, mate, I've got this fucking piece of land, we can put 10 houses on it, it's it's like half price. Do you want to go halves and do the development with me? I feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's not your strength. Yeah. You'll have no interest in it. You won't give it your full effort. Mm. And it'll probably be a fuck up because you don't know when someone sends you a bill for 10 grand, you don't know if it's meant to be five or 50. Like It's just something that you have to stay away from. Yeah. But if something like a, I don't know, what's a good example, like an accounting book came up, for example, and you knew some of the clients that were with that company previously, and you knew that they'll be good people and you'd want to bring them on, and the accountant has gone broke because he went and fucked around with the property development and he needs to sell his book, Classic. that's Didn't something that tax. you might consider because it'll be undervalued and you'll be ready to take the opportunity. Yeah, You know, it's very different. Mm. And I think if you deviate and go for the shiny object, just be so careful because you'll get caught out. I don't think you should deviate at all. Nah, shiny objects, like... Yeah, uh, stick to what you know. Someone, you know, at the ear of the podcast, we keep saying it, but you know, someone said to me the other day, oh, send me the podcast about boosting Instagram reels. I said, do you even make reels? Because if you don't, you probably don't need to listen. Yeah. Oh, I've made a couple, but not very well. I'm like, well, this you don't need to waste half an hour listening to this podcast. And then they came back and said, oh, great podcast. I've always thought I should probably do a podcast, but I'm stretched so thin at the moment. I'm like, that's a definite Reason why you shouldn't <laughs> yeah, you do a podcast. Don't do a podcast if less, you're super busy. Yeah. They take up heaps of time. <laughs> yeah. Less is more. Yeah. Focus on one thing and triple down on it yeah. and do it really, really well. So, yeah, there's, you know, stay in your lane and try and figure out what avenues have you got in your life where perhaps you're not monetizing those yet that, mm. you, that you could be and that aren't going to cost you a stack of money and that could just be all the opportunity you need you know some people everybody's playing a different game at a different level mm-hmm. and you've got to figure out you know what it is 
that you need. And it could even be your opportunity is I don't need a brand new iPhone. I just need to buy a secondhand one off a mate for 200 bucks. that's going to get me through this next couple of years or next 12-month period yep. because I'm not trying to prove that I've got the latest, greatest shit at the moment because my opportunity is actually to then keep the money I was going to spend on an iPhone and pay it off my mortgage or clear my 18% credit card, whatever. Yep. Like Opportunity is always in front of us. We've got to switch our brain to look for it. I do believe, and I've been thinking about this recently, that we've been almost conditioned in a way to trick ourselves into thinking, yeah, but why should I have to? And I saw this on LinkedIn recently when ANZ were basically saying, look, we've been saying for years, save for a rainy day, and Kiwis still aren't. And Mm. I had the saying that I um, had very poor taste and released during the flooding, and then I clicked and was like, fuck, delete this, this isn't very smart. And it was not because of the flooding, it was just literally going through our mind. I'm like, we don't save for a rainy day, we borrow when it pisses down. Yeah. And that's actually what we've conditioned people to do. So I said, look, here's some, you, you need to build an emergency fund, blah, 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 which is all just standard stuff that we know about. And someone's like, yeah, but how do you build an emergency fund when the cost of living's high and, and you're you know, struggling to make ends meet? And this person's bio is salesperson. I'm like, the answer is your job title. Oh my God, why would you say that if you're a salesperson? Yeah, and maybe they mean for other people, okay? But I said, unique times require for different answers mm. and different solutions. But I think that so many people have this attitude of, yeah, but why should I? Like, life should just be easy for me and I should just get to go and do that. Well, I'd like to remind all of us, try fucking saying that to anyone that had to go to war. Get in the trenches or something, you know? Oh, why? Or someone that gets diagnosed with cancer. Oh, why should I have to go through this? Well, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just happened. So yeah. we have to. But we're getting so used to just, we just think that there should just be fucking cheap debt everywhere. We should just get to have all the shit that we want. We shouldn't have to pay higher interest rates. I shouldn't have to go and do a little bit of extra work. I shouldn't have to have a side hustle, all these things. And so then we consume ourselves with staying there and that. All that does is stop us, look for the opportunity of where can I actually make my life better? 100%, mate. I think, um, I mean, we're, we're tangenting away a little bit here, but I think um, one of my favourite, as an unfavourite, LinkedIn things at the moment is work-life balance. Oh, don't, Fuck don't, don't me. get me going. I am just like, you guys are losers, eh? I got asked on a pod. <laughs> I got asked on a pod on Easter Monday. Easter Monday. Mate, what are your thoughts on work-life balance? I laughed. I'm like, I'm not the fucking guy to ask. <laughs> on Easter Monday, doing a podcast on my holiday, <laughs> what my thoughts on work-life balance are. Oh, man. But it was funny. But, I mean, I think the the thing that I want to reiterate with hard times is that it forces us to do things that we wouldn't necessarily do. Mm-hmm. And... I could just about guarantee that people listening to this are going to be more inclined to actually believe that and do that rather than some wind ass down the road that's just like, <laughs> it's really hard, I shouldn't even have to change anything, oh, I can't believe I'm, you know, things are getting harder or things aren't happening for me. So pain can be a great helper for us to actually step into adversity and go, 
Uh, Conor McGregor, let's fucking do it, bitch. Have you seen that cycle of like the four things? It's like um, hard times make Weak. Hard, oh. hard people. Yeah. Hard people make good times. Good times make weak people. Weak people make hard times. Hard times make... Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And that it's pretty fucking true. Because mm. once you're forced to do something and you have to go to work and you have to... Because otherwise there's no dinner on the table. It unlocks your brain to being like, oh, I am capable of this. It wasn't yeah. even that hard. And yeah. then you start going and cranking. you know, uh, And then it turns into a, a life cycle. But then, you know, life's pretty good. A couple of kids, they don't have to do what I did. They don't yeah. have to go through that. I wouldn't want them to go through that. So we'll give them everything. Spoiled little fucker ends up over here. Mm. Ends up in the society we're in now. Bunch of spoiled fucks. Everything turns to shit. Jesus. So what's after this? So we're in, what are we in now? We're in we're, we're in the hard. T- we're going. We're we're not we, quite there. Yeah, we're about to go into hard times. Hard times. Yeah. Yeah, and they create strong people, eh? Yeah. So Man. we're going to be fucking weapons, mate. Yeah. Yeah. How good. <laughs> so there's your opportunity, team. Your opportunity is to go through some hardship and yeah. and build some strength up and learn things that you perhaps would never have learned. And that's another great thing to remember during a recession and during tough times. We haven't really been here much, so guess what? You're going to get some massive lessons. And Warren Buffett, he's been through 14 of the bastards. Yep. I bet he's not as fucking worried as you and I are. <coughs> he knows exactly what he's up to. Yeah, he's like, oh, just another one. Okay. He's already planned for it. He's already got the game plan set. He's just got to pull the triggers at the right time. Mm. You know, like it's pretty hilarious, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about it as I haven't really done one. Yeah. As much as I talk about it, I feel like I have because I've read so much information about them. Yeah. But I've never really done one. I know what lockdown, the initial, that first fucking week of lockdown, I was not okay. And then I was like, kind of like, oh, fuck this, I'm over it. Let's get into <laughs> yeah. some action. But um, yeah, like I even in 2008, I was at school. Yeah. So like I haven't actually done one properly, but I know I've studied enough. I know how I, my first reaction when they locked down in COVID and I learned from it very quickly because I said I wouldn't react like that, and I did anyway. And then, yeah, I'm ready this time. I think the other biggest, this is the biggest opportunity of, like, let's say we're probably in a recession now, but let's say it gets really deep and quite hard and people start losing their jobs. And then, you know, house prices fall another 20%, 40% from the peak, and Mikey buys his car and laughs and gets quite mm. hard though, right? It was not a nice feeling. Um, if you're not in a financial position or have the means to go and take a few opportunities, the biggest opportunity of all is staying alert, watching what happens around you, and remember it for next time. That is going to be invaluable. Bank because if you, can, if you can bank that lesson and put yourself into a position for next time, because there will be a next time, we'll have another hard time at some point, if this stuff turns to shit, there'll be a 10-year growth period, or whatever it is, 15, 20 years, or whatever, and then we'll have another one, and if you are ready that time, you can add a zero to your net worth, Mm. and I think it's really important to not let that opportunity slide by, because that's the biggest one, bigger than fucking Mikey buying his car, you know? You might even learn things through the process that you can take into future versions of yourself that aren't even in economically recession times. 100%. But you go, 
hmm, I learned that during a recession, so now I might be in business or I might even be going to do all this work for my neighbour and they're real good buggers, but I might just, you know, I won't worry about asking them to pay me. No, you know what? I saw people get burnt like that in the recession. I will be saying, hey, mate, I'll yep. only do this if you pay. You yep. know, I, I need you to pay half up front or something. Yep. Oh, you know, that's what people do in business. No, it's not about that. It's literally, it's just the same concepts that you can plant yeah. into your life. You know, yep. like... When you're going to get a job, if you've got really good experience in a similar role, um, that person is more likely to hire you. Mm. You know, like experience does have value. So if you can make the, only if the experience is good experience and you make it count. So if you go through the hard time and revert to like below the line behavior and don't soak it in, don't purposely learn about yourself and don't watch how others react and then record all that in your brain and save it for later, then it will be a waste of time. Yeah. But it's not. There's a big opportunity there. You know, I, I love seeing how markets and things react to certain news. I love seeing how people react to the bank thing. Like, I knew when we did the banking, the OCR podcasting, the banking collapse on Friday or whatever, that the Treasury of the United States had was going to back... Like back it basically. They're like, yeah, we've just unlimited insurance on all deposits. Fuck it. Yeah. Which means, like I said, it's going to be a fart in the wind and everyone won't be talking about it in two weeks. And that's exactly what happened. But at the time, the amount of messages I was getting, man. Yeah. Whoa. Do you think this? Westpac could be next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of this crazy shit. Yeah. And, you know, we might have a proper banking collapse at some stage, but that wasn't it. Mm. But I really like to look how people work and think like that because. I know, and I know how I would react in that scenario. I don't. I don't react badly in that scenario now. I go, right. Let's find the data of what counts, and I'll learn about it quickly. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll be like, I'll make my decision after that if I have to withdraw my deposits. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and being able to be into that position where you breathe, think, sometimes sleep on it, and then make the call on what you're going to do, and training yourself to do that, and then watching how other people's do it, you'll take that to the next time. There's a there's a big recession or downturn or whatever you want to call it and you'll win in that one Mm. if you don't have the means to win in this one recently i in the last 30 days i've made two deposits into an investment type fund that is on the face of it relatively risky and Mm. i'm not talking crypto here no (laughs) (laughs) and i made my second deposit today and I know everything that's going on in the economy and I know what these funds are getting deployed into. This is typical Luke, though, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> right at the top. <laughs> right at the top. And I'm thinking, fuck, is this a smart thing to do? And I go, well, look, that is, that's just getting deployed and I, I, I take myself six months down the road and go, well, I wanted to get more in at some stage. Mm. So... All I'm going to have is hindsight version of Luke eventually being like, shouldn't have done that. But I'm going to have the lesson if it ends up like that. <laughs> How, <laughs> it, how <laughs> however, I'm ready to like, I'm willing to take that risk, and I look at it and go, well, you know, there's others that are going to be doing the exact same thing. So when people start to say to me, oh, you know, what happens if, um, what happens to my Kiwi saver if the US dollar goes under? And I'm like. Dude, you've got twenty two K in your Kiwi saver. Like fucking chill out. Yeah. You know? Yes, it's gonna suck. But everyone's gonna be fucked. Yeah, it'll be the least of your worries if Yeah. You know. And and I kind of go, Well, it's just gonna like 
everyone will get balanced out in some way, shape, or form, and then you're still going to have the skills that you have, and you just got to carry on and yeah. go again. I used to think like that and own gold and all that kind of shit once I started learning about how money works and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if you've got, if you can develop, um, there's a few things no one can take from you, but if you can develop your skills and knowledge, you will always be able to earn the form of currency that's trading at the time. Nice. So what that means is like, there's a good chance that one day we'll lose the New Zealand dollar. Well, whether I'm alive or not, I don't know, but probably like fucking Argentina and Venezuela have like got 538% inflation at the moment. Oh. So it's toilet paper. It's gone from the peso to toilet paper. It's fucked. Um, like that could that could happen somewhere. Like maybe it happens to New Zealand. I don't know. I don't so that know. means we wouldn't have a New Zealand dollar. Would end up yeah, wiped so into the um. U- I mean, sorry, yeah, the Australian dollar. Yeah, first. and and you know, in Argentina, people will use US dollars because they can trust it. Yeah, and then maybe there'll be something else, and that is exactly what will happen. Because mm. if the they use Argentina Argentinian U- dollars, it'd be coming down in value so quickly. But like, I don't want to hold on to that. Yeah, shit. they use their their Argent. I think it's pesos. They use that to light the fires in their barbecue. And then they trade in US dollars because they can't trust the Argentinian one anymore. And, you know, it was a shit year. But if you have skills and knowledge and it's valuable to other people, you can sell it and then earn mm. the US dollars. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what currency you're in. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, if you if you can figure that out, it means you don't... I love economics and monetary policy and all of the stuff. Like I'm almost too much, but when you think of it like that, none of that shit fucking matters mm. because you're on the planet here and you want to have a good life. And to do that, you've got to earn so you can buy the things you want and get the time back that you like. But the only way you can do that is by improving your skill and knowledge and then selling it, and, yeah, and helping people and, and having an will, epic reputation. And they the will way. pay you mm. and being trustworthy and yeah. honest and. All of those things, and it doesn't matter. Pay me in US dollars. I don't give a fuck. Like then I can go. At least I can go and buy stuff with it. And that will always be the case, no matter how long humans live until AI kills us all. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, just to finish off what I was banging on about before, a little bit is learn to learn your emotions. So now that I've put that money into that fund, my ultimate emotion is. I get to get mad at myself at the end and be like, you fucking idiot, you just undid all of that work <laughs> if that money gets obliterated and goes to zero, right? But I know that from the start. So yeah. I don't, like, I'll, I'll be gutted for a window if that becomes the case. But I know that that's my ultimate downside risk from the start. So I'm already factoring in. When it happens, you'll be unhappy for an hour and you'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing that I do think. I don't wish that it happens no, to you either. No, fuck no. <laughs> I, I will be gutted, but. Um, I do think people want to be mindful of this too. Now, recently we saw a uh, a media company been been uh, a part of their business, and basically the footage was like everyone from there went to the pub. Classic New Zealand behaviour. We lose our job, something goes wrong, we commiserate, we head to the pub. Now, I'm not ripping on these people. What you need to be very careful of, whether it's a breakup, whether you lose your job, whatever. We'll default to, how can I fucking take the edge off? And I tell you what, do not stay at that pub any longer than you need to be. Mm. Because there'll be a percentage of those that group who say, I'll meet you here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then they'll meet you there Sunday. And they go, well, I got no fucking job, so I'll meet you there Monday too. And then you get there on Monday, and there's only a few of you. 
But what are you talking about? Oh, fuck, look at these dickheads that have to work now. Oh, fuck my employer. They are an asshole anyway. I don't even know if I want to get another job. <laughs> and then you're in the rabbit hole. Then you're in the spiral. Then you're resenting your family. Then you're resenting your friends that are having a crack. So this is going to happen around people. People are going to lose their jobs. And you are going to be surprised who's going to lose their job. There will be a, oh my God, did you hear about that? And if you stay too close to some of these people who haven't learned to manage their emotions and built a plan for their worst case scenario, i.e. learning their job, there's a chance that they pull you in to get you to help them navigate the time that they're going through. Now, I'm not saying don't be a good friend to your friends. I'm saying don't sacrifice what you could have in your own future by thinking you have to sit around getting on the piss, slagging off people, slagging off employers, going, yeah, what the fuck's the point of this anyway, and then unwinding yourself and then finding out the same thing happens to you. Then you're going to carry it on, and it just continues to get bigger and bigger, and you'll find more and more people that are in that sort of camp, and your life will just get harder and harder. No one's thinking about that, are they? Nah. Wow. I was just thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, times when I've reverted to the pub, and I've definitely done it. And I definitely went back the next day too. <laughs> yeah, and, and you definitely want to break out of that cycle. Yeah, I, man, I'm I'm not like judging people. I'm like, because I've been I've done this shit. Yeah, and then I get to look down on myself. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that. Probably isn't smart day three. Uh, yeah. but but you know you can see this, and I think I think it was Cameron Bad Guy who sent me something the other day about how he's like, I don't even know if Kiwis are ready for the hardship because mm. we haven't had shit. Yet. He's been. On, he's starting to get loud, eh? Yeah, yeah. He's. I feel like he's getting to the point where he's like, no one's listening. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's yeah, starting please. to get real grunty. I think what it will take is for a, a, the odd person for one of their friends to lose their job and they'll go, oh, shit, okay. Um, that's interesting. You know, I, yeah. I didn't think they'd ever be able to lose their job. What's going on there? Mm. And and that's where, again, like keep change mindset type people, they'll, they'll spot this, they'll spot this in themselves and they'll be able to get themselves out of it. But so many people will default to... Fucking greed. Um, oh, you know, I saw this the other day with the the amount that the CEOs get paid. Yeah, corporate greed, all this shit. Like, uh, the, the point of a company is to make fucking money. That's why it was started. And the reason they get paid so much is because they've met their metrics and they're not even getting that money. They're getting shares and all sorts of different shit. We won't even go there yet. <laughs> but, but you get this, like, no no one deserves over 100K. Um, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, fucking, do you want to go do the job then, mate? You know, yeah. like, you would get you would get chewed up and spat out. <laughs> you can't even run your own life, and you're saying you'd really run a company. Anyway, uh, and also, you know, like, why, why don't they just get paid less and give all the money to the staff? Mm. There's all these wild expectations of how the world should work. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing about economics and monetary policy and interest rates and banks is, like, they don't give a fuck nah. about your Instagram comments and or your feelings. <laughs> They're like, oh, you've missed your mortgage for six months. Get the fuck out of your house. We're going to sell it because this is a bad debt and we'd like to recover that. Oh, you're upset about that. Well, you missed the four warnings we sent you. Like, this is the reality that we live in. Oh, also, this business is failing. It can't afford to pay the wages. There is no money to do that. So we're going to have to let you a a fucking greedy guy. Like, you don't want it. No, there's no money left. They've been paying you out of debt to start with anyway. So. You know, there's going to be some massive lessons, I think, for a lot of people. And a lot of them are going to be negative. We've got to then just try and spot them. We're all going to get caught in them. Yep. Like, Damn it, you know, we're finding the old client can't pay. I'm just like, well, at least they apologize. You know, what battles can we fight? Yep. Go out and hunt more work that can pay and just accept that 
you know, Phil said to me the other day, mate, I just look at this one as we're collateral damage of the industry that they're in. Just let's, let's, we don't need to talk about this anymore, let's just carry on. Yeah. And we're all going to face a little bit of that. So try and stay out. Like your opportunity is to become a more emotionally in control type person mm. where you're a bit more solid. And that's where I think, like even just going to the gym and things like that, the reason you go is so that you are building foundations and structure and, and routine and stuff so that you don't get depression and then go like, fuck, I better go to the gym. It's like, well, mm. that's also part of the reason you do go leading into it to try and uh, avoid that. So we've all got to try and practice some of these ways to be preventative towards the hard times that could be coming towards us. I think there's one more sort of opportunity in hard times that we need to brush over. And because a lot of, like, I don't really understand being employed. I only understand being self-employed. But I can tell you, 100% as an employer, if you are an employee and you've got, a like, a, a human boss, it's like you can deal with them and talk and stuff, bosses will recognise through hard times loyalty and commitment. Mm. And it might feel a little bit like this sucks because I'm still on 85 grand and I've just been going hard because, you know, he, he he told me that we're struggling, whatever it is, but it will not go unnoticed. Yep. If you want, have the conversation with the boss if they're worth, if you're able to talk to them properly and just say, hey, look, I'll come and do this. I'll help you out at this time, but I do have an expectation if it's sorted in a year or whatever that we re-look at this conversation about my salary or about having shares in the company or a bonus or whatever it is. And then if you perform and meet the expectation or out, outdo the expectation, 100% you are entitled to that next conversation and the more income and the more pay. When things get better, like, as an employer, I'll happily pay my people more if they do more. Simple. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, like, employers will be getting a fucking hard time too. Yep. And I think uh, have some social awareness about what's going on, try and manage it, talk to people, uh, set some expectations. If it can't be done now, when can it be done? Have the conversations up front and fucking batting down the hatches, boys. We're going to war. (laughs) (laughs) If you are going to do those types of things, Maybe de-risk it from your own side of, you know, say you say to your employer, like, I'm, I'm hanging in here for you. I appreciate you've got things going on. And they say, look, on the other side of this, there'll be a bonus or there'll be, you know, I'll look after you. Mm. If you're brave enough, like, see if you can get it in writing. Yeah. Because most of us won't. And, hey, hopefully they honor their word. Yeah. But there could be a chance that they just simply can't. Um, but if you've got something in writing, perhaps you may be more likely that they will come to their part of the deal. The final thing, mate, that I think we need to be careful of, and we haven't even used this word yet, is when you take opportunity, there's always that, oh, you're opportunistic. I think you touched on it earlier, but there will be the more division as well. I've I've seen people um, talking about that live and breathe, they they fucking trade property for a living. It's their job. Mm. And they're like, oh, mean, picked up this one, the the owner needed to get out, did a quick bit of reno on it, flipped it, made this. People are like, oh, you fucking piece of shit, man. Lucky. Yeah, opportunity. Oh, you're just opportunistic. They don't know that they looked at 30 last week. Mm. Yeah. 
And and what happens in a market is the uh, transaction happens when both parties are happy. Mm. When they both agree, yes, I will accept what you would like to pay. Yeah, I can't steal this house. Yeah. Like it's a legal transaction. Mm. Everyone has to agree, both sides. So if you find yourself falling into this like, oh, that's opportunistic and stuff, you know, I have times where I'm like, oh, that's a bit like opportunistic or a bit ugly or mm. I don't know if I'd roll like that. But if you stay there for too long, well, everything will seem opportunistic. Why don't you roll into fucking Z and BP tomorrow and go, excuse me, this petrol seems ridiculously more expensive than it was five <laughs> years ago, you opportunistic bastards. Hey, cut me a deal here. They'll be like, are you fucking all good? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a free packet and you're to calm yourself down and go and check yourself. Hey, we'll top your car up with five dollars a petrol. You drive yourself off to the psych ward, you know. But we'll jump on social media and we'll be like, Oh right, you know, I've got a bit of envy in me, I've got a bit of jealousy, oh, I've got no idea about how they got themselves in that position to be able to do that. Yeah. And they'll be like, You piece of shit, you're a mongrel that's you know, taking advantage of other people and stuff. A transaction happens when both parties are happy. Yeah. And there's and- also <laughs> gonna be a lot of people that are very wealthy and stuff, mm. that are going to lose their ass. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have any sympathy, sympathy for them. No. And people are going to bail them out or try and uh, buy in and try and figure out, okay, how can they can keep some of those projects going and stuff. Well, you, you're still going to mug off the rich person. You're going to be like, ah, ha, ha, I knew they'd eventually fail. But then you're having a crack at someone that is taking risks and like, oh, you're opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck? What's the go? We, we yeah. were supposed to just live just in the middle, just flat and do nothing and not get ahead? And if you do... Pull something off. Be prepared to hear a bit of that. Yeah, even from your mates, your yep. family. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a bit shit of you, mate. Got got lucky with that timing, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, timing. It's yeah. timing. It's always a timing thing. <laughs> what you've got to do is, over a, a period of time, you've got to get so lucky and have so much opportunity and capitalize on it so much that it's unfucking deniable that you're good at taking opportunity. Mm. You know, you you can't be like shit. Ten million dollar house with the Lambos and the shit in the yeah, driveway. Must have been timing. Uh, timing, eh? Yeah, yeah. I timed everything fucking well for twenty years in a row. Went, went, <laughs> pa- went past gill traps when they were having a buy one get one free sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can, if that's actually a good little brain trick. Like, if I get into somewhere, like when I start thinking in that way, or if I if I think um, I don't deserve it or something like that. You just outwork it until it's undeniable, mm. and then it's like, Ever good, saying good luck, good luck arguing with me. I don't even care. I've got so much evidence, yeah, in the back of my head about what I did to get this. That fuck, say what you want. I was saying you can't fault results. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> it's a goodie. <laughs> and the more results you stack, it becomes undeniable, and people get quieter about, oh, you know, oh, like, oh, yeah, I've got the backing of this person. Eventually, or they say, oh, yeah, he is a good accountant. Mm. You know, <laughs> funny. How long does that take? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I even had sure. that one yet. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I get. He's he's a good marketer. Yeah, <laughs> good marketer for accounting. Well, mate, I think um, you know we are equally as excited as we are a little bit nervy uh, about the times that we're going into. I just kind of think, you know, I've set myself up to. There were some times during COVID where I was like, you know, it's okay not to save any money this month. Like zoom out a bit here, mm. or even I might stack some money into marketing. I'm like, oh, but should I be doing that? You know, and this it's like, well, it's okay to deploy a bit. Like that is the reason you build up cash reserves. Because yep. part of me putting money into that fund, for instance, is I'm like, well, 
okay, I'm, I'm trying to build cash and sit liquid, but eventually I'm going to have to dip my toe in. Like, eventually I'm going to have to then make yeah. a decision, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm diversifying at the same time, but... You we, know, we all have this massive problem. Like, it's, it's one of... We'll do a pot on it. Um, when you have cash and it's sitting there in a low-yielding savings account with, like, no interest or whatever... It's very, very hard to sit on that for a long time. Mm. It is so hard because in that's sometimes what's required. Like personally for me, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because I'm waiting for something to pop up. And if I see it at 9 a.m. in the morning and it needs to be done by 10 a.m., I'm the guy that can do that. Yeah, bang. Do you know how much value that is? It's more than a 5% fucking interest rate. You opportunistic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you could be lending that money to the banks to lend for some more property. <laughs> Those opportunistic bastards but over like, there. man, it is very, very hard to have a lump of cash that you've kind of, any, t- any other time that I've had that, I'm like, cool, that's a house deposit. Cool, that's Deploy a... Deploy it. Yeah, yeah, that's new laptops for work. That's marketing over here. That's yeah, it's just book. out the fucking door. Yeah. You know, buy a mortgage business or whatever. Cash was trash, right? Yeah, it was like, get rid of it, don't hold it. Anything else that I buy will return something. Mm. And man, it is... And I know, because I have people text me. They're like, I've got this, you know, 100 grand sitting here. What do I do with it? I'm like, honestly, man, I can't, like advise individually like that but it's not a bad idea just to hold it yeah just sit something might come along mm. you know it's so hard when people send those messages as well because you're like I don't know anything about you no, I don't it's know very your individualised advice yeah. yeah I don't know you I don't know what you've got going on I don't know if you're about to inherit three million like yeah. you just don't know and people are like hey man just a quick bit of advice if you could like, I, I've just started replying I need to make a copy and paste like sorry I don't give financial yeah. advice I mean that's usually what I say but yeah, it just I don't think people grasp that that there's so much more going on to making decisions. And it's even hard for us to articulate the decisions that we're making. It is really hard. And even if you got to you got an inside look at every single move I make, you like the day after, you would still get it wrong because mm. I can change my mind on something really really large that I've put two years' worth of effort into thinking about in 10 minutes. Yeah. Because I've got so much effort and time put into the process of how it will go, and then something might change, and it changes the whole scenario. I'm like, oh, cool, money's out of there, bye, boom, done. Yeah. And then, like, people, if if I said, like, go and buy, you know, this fucking crypto or whatever, shitcoin, and, and then they did that, but then I found out some information that they didn't they didn't find out, and I was like, oh, fuck, and they'll come back and be like, I went to zero. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Celsius. I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, yeah. like, uh, I, I took that out, man. Like, that, that was going to zero. Like, didn't you see this and this? Like, mm. you'd never be able to. So you have to do your own thing. Yeah, 100%. And you have to put your own effort in and find out your own risk tolerances and things like that and yeah. get ready for it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to touch on, actually. Like, if you get yourself to a point where you're making some more corner, you've got some cash, you you know, you're, you've paid off a, a car loan, now you're sitting on a little bit and you're like, do I pay off that credit card or do I invest it or something? Like part of, don't delegate that responsibility out. Like it's good to go and get financial advice. People are usually doing that when they've got quite Mm. a bit of coin. They're like, fuck, now I'm out of my debt. Mm. Part of going through the process is actually making your own mistakes or figuring it out for yourself and then also being able to write a quick little spiel for someone and be like, this is why I did this. Mm. And then someone might be like, well, that's cool. Here's how I perhaps would have looked at it. You know, people are saying to me at the moment, 
hey man, Squirrel have got an on-call savings account. It's four percent. It's great. And I'm like, oh, I could probably do some content for that. But then I'm also like, oh, fuck, I don't know anything about Squirrel. If people then go and invest in that, and that thing blows up, they're gonna be like, mate, what the hell happened there? And I'm gonna be sitting there going, oh yeah, well I don't even use it. And they're like, oh, well, didn't you talk about it? Yeah. The reason I don't use it is because it's interest, so I'm going to get taxed at 39%, so it's probably not a good place for me to park my money, yeah. even though for most people that aren't earning over 100k, maybe that it is a good place for them to put their money. But I just don't know enough about it. So we've all got to go and explore. There's the plug anyway, Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Give me my nuts! <laughs> Give me my nuts, Squirrel! Damn it! Um... But yeah, like I've just noticed that as interest rates have gone up a bit more, I'm starting to get people say like, oh, have you looked into this thing you can invest in? But it was the same a year ago and people are like, hey, yeah, are you doing anything crypto? Or maybe even 18 months ago, it was someone said it even the other day, hey, do you have any share tips for me? I'm like, no. Like, yeah. No, I do not have any share it has tips to be for you. Those, a lot of those decisions really have to be your own. Yeah. Um, and oh. you have to do your own research because it's otherwise – you know, you won't know when it's a good time to get out. If it, often, if the, if the goal is to get out at some point, I, I've turned into a bit of a sicko. Where because shares, as you can obviously fractionally invest. Often, you know, I'll, I'll hear someone so compelling about this. I can't believe more people aren't looking at this company, uh, this magnesium. Whenever thing. I hear that, my instant reaction is, "How do I short it?" <laughs> well, <laughs> this is going to be great because this is where this leads to, basically. <laughs> so now, what I do is I put a little bit of money into my shares, and I think. I'm going to buy a bit of this just so I can keep an eye on the price. And guess what happens just about every time? They go back by at least 30%. Yeah. And I, and I think, did I buy at the top again? <laughs> Likely. Yeah. Or what, what data don't I have yeah, that they have? Like, exactly. They could come back to me in 10 years and be like, bro, did you crush it on the magnesium? I'll be like, Mate, I take two every night, mate. No, I'm talking about the share. Oh, nah. Didn't, oh, I fucking told you in 2000 and whatever. And it's much like me with my A2 milk thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but it didn't happen because it took the money out or then Kiwi Saver won't let you get in. So, you know, you got to be really careful because you're never going to have the full data set. And I think we did a whole pot on that about how you're never going to have the full data of how someone is making a decision when you're watching something on a social media post or, or whatever. And I think there was... There was all this economic data that came out and I think it might have been one of the big investment banks were doing a presentation about everything happening in the economy and it was like, we're predicting this. And then the next weekend we had the Auckland floods. Yeah. And then they had, oh, sorry, like you just need to know before you watch this, this was recorded prior to the floods. Yeah. Like all of this information is now null and void. Yeah, yeah. My favourite one at the moment about that kind of stuff and I put it in my newsletter yesterday is how all of the forecasts, every single one from all of the banks and all of the Reserve Bank meetings that they put out, have this beautiful downward slope back to the 1% to 3% target range for CPI by 2025. Mm. And never once in history has it gone down in a beautiful smooth line. It's always a big giant zigzag. And to believe that CPI will be, once it's gone above 6%, and then to believe it will go back below 3% before... By 2025 is to believe that it's the fastest ever in recorded modern history. Wow! So, and I, if I just take you back a year ago, mate, <laughs> yeah, these predictions, <laughs> excuse me, were that inflation would be coming down and back into the acceptable range by mid 2024. <laughs> yeah. So it's very interesting now that people are floating around the word 
or year two thousand twenty-five. The year before it was transitory. Oh. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah, and 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 the OCR was going to cap out at three <laughs> points. Something. I love that one you put out. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Eh? Yeah. Westpac economist has predicted the OCR will cap out at three <laughs> point. Like, cheers for that one in May two thousand and twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't even that. Yeah, fucking it wasn't long that long ago. ago so yeah. you know, everyone's full of shit. The opportunity. <laughs> The opportunity for you is to look at what banks are testing interest at and go, well, good enough for the bank, good enough for me. So why don't you set yourself a goal? If they're going, right, we're going to test if you can get this borrowing at 8 to 9%, why don't you even just add 2% on to your interest rate and go, that's my target. I wonder, I wonder if I can find another after-tax income of that 2% of my total debt over the next 12 months. And that doesn't mean a dividend of a share that could be renting your spare room out. It could exactly. be selling, you know, doing extra hours. It could be overtime. It could be anything. Like when I talk about, I, I get caught up because I talk about investment, and but I also mean like into business. Yeah. Not in, everyone thinks investment is like buying Bitcoin or Tesla or a house, whereas I think of it in like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah, think of it, think of a return, what you can get out of it. Uh, average loan in New Zealand, I think, is four hundred grand. Is that right? Roughly around that. Might have gone up a bit. Or something, yeah. Let's say it's four hundred. Okay, let's go four fifty. So let's say four hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, and you go right. I'm going to try and put a two percent buffer in. What is two percent of four hundred fifty thousand dollars? It's nine thousand dollars. Jeez. Okay. All of a sudden, it doesn't sound as scary as fuck. My interest rate is going to go up by two percent. What's nine thousand divided by fifty two? All of a sudden, needed one hundred and seventy three dollars. It's quite achievable. after tax each week. It's quite achievable. Yeah. Overtime, border, flatmate. Yep. It's quite achievable. Mowing some lawns, mowing some grass, selling some grass. <laughs> I don't know if they sell grass. That's not, that's not okay, advice, sorry. is it? Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you can mow, like you can create grass and you can sell. Uh, anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, whatever you're into out there, people, it's uh, it's all good. But yeah, you want to look at your own opportunity. Where's your opportunity? What is the opportunity? And, and make sure, like Mikey says, that you've got to have a framework for deciding that you can pull the trigger and you're like, this is my opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I think looking around and scanning for opportunity is not the way to do it. Mm. Pick your strength, imagine what would be a good one, and then wait for it to pop up and be patient, which is really hard to do, but just definitely, it's the way to do it. Yeah. Well, mate, that's been a goodie. We've cracked an hour there of uh, (laughs) opportunities, opportunities in the recession. You've got a big opportunity and responsibility to look after yourselves too, team, because... There'll be a lot of people that will be fatigued, they'll be running out of energy, they'll be worried, they'll have anxiety, you name it, it's going to be going on out there at the moment and going forward. So if you've got a little bit more to give, then maybe your opportunity is to step up in your family, in your community, in sports groups that you're a part of and go, you know what, Like life isn't too rough for me at the moment and I've got a little bit extra to give, so I'm going to add that back into the spaces that you're involved in and I'm sure people are going to massively appreciate that. Yeah. Bring it on, mate. And likewise, I mean, as always, we'll be here. Yeah, and get excited. It's kind of exciting, right? <laughs> yeah, sick for it. <laughs> it's going to be exciting when we've got 900 reviews as well. Why haven't you left a five-star review yet? Yes, you. <laughs> Walking up the mount, driving your car in Invercargill, or crossing the Fovo Strait. <laughs> Wherever you're tuning in from, this is an opportunity for you to leave a five-star review and say thanks for all the content you received to keep the change. <laughs> <laughs>